Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Welcome back to Missing. I am Tim here today with Lance. Lance, how are you today? I'm doing very well today, Tim. How are you? I am doing well. And uh, we have an interview, really a follow-up. This is part two to our coverage of Missing Samantha Leanne Tapp. And we, uh, we did one episode with private investigator and former police chief Lou Barry and case advocate Jason Watts, who has a little personal connection to this case but that was episode one. This episode, Lance, we're speaking with Samantha's sister, Kendall, and her friend, Vanessa. Really great opportunity to speak with two people so close to a missing person and an amazing opportunity to get more information out there, to, to hear the voices of people connected to her, especially her sister. Uh, Vanessa provided some really great insight into their relationship and where their minds are at now as far as the, uh, the search and the investigation. But it was especially moving to see her sister. You know, when you get that close to the missing person, to see her sister, Samantha's sister, talk about her and how stubborn she was and just humanize her so that People might want to come forward if they have information. It'll resonate more. So uh, I don't want people to miss that opportunity. And Samantha went missing when she was 16 years old. She went missing from Burleson, Texas on October 12, 2004. And she's technically listed as an endangered runaway. And uh, that seems like a bit of a point of contention with Samantha's sister that, uh, that she's not officially missing. Right. I think that that was one of the first things that they want to have changed is that She's not an endangered runaway. She is, in fact, missing. And anyone with information, they direct them to the Burleson Police Department at 817-426-9910. And Tim, you mentioned how Lou Barry is working on Samantha's disappearance. And as most people now know, if you know about private investigations for the missing, you know that Lou is one of the primary investigators at that organization. So if you want more information on that organization, you can find them at investigationsforthemissing.org.
Welcome to the podcast, Kendall and Vanessa. How are you tonight? Doing good. Good, good. And it's uh, it's nice to meet you, even though we're doing it uh, over Zoom. Uh, we were emailing, so uh, I guess this is how um, introductions have to go uh, today. But it is nice to meet you, too. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us. And uh, shout out to advocate Jason Watts, who is the one who connected us here. And we're here to talk about... Uh, the disappearance of Samantha Tapp and your connection to Samantha, to to her story. Um, and we really appreciate uh, you being so willing to talk about it because there's not a whole lot out there if you're to just look into it independently. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. So I guess if you could take us back to um, your connection to Samantha, how, uh, how do you know her? I, Kendall, I'm her sister. We... Uh grew up in uh, foster care and then were adopted and then ended up living with my grandparents, which is when she went missing. And she has been uh, missing since October 12th. So my, my pause there was, I was actually looking at the date here. Um, it, it was, the anniversary has passed or the, I don't know if you call it an anniversary for lack of a better word, that date has passed. Uh, so it was October 12th of 2004 and this was in Burleson, Texas. And she would be 33 now. Speaking of the date, I mean, how do you how do you uh, like approach the date, October 12th, every every year? I don't recognize this date. I recognize her birthday, and I celebrate her every every time it's her birthday and every time it's my birthday. Kendall's daughter, her oldest daughter, we share a birthday, and I know I always think of Sam whenever I think of. Lindsay and my birthdays and then Sam's birthday is about a week after mine and so I don't think about the date that anything you know didn't go as planned so to say. And uh, Vanessa what is your uh, connection? Sam was my best friend in middle school. We met in middle school and we stayed best friends I want to say probably until she left and we kind of were kind of fallen out of being super, super close around the time that she left, but we were still pretty close. What was Samantha like? Samantha was fun, funny. She loved to laugh. She loved to make crazy faces. She loved to make other people laugh. I have many pictures of her that are very, very goofy. We love to just hang out and we walked everywhere because neither of us of course had a car and I mean we'd walk for miles we'd walk around our whole city yeah she definitely liked being outside what was some of the activities and I, I just uh, I don't mean to interrupt but um people can't see this but Kendall you're you're sort of smiling as um Vanessa was was explaining that, was describing that. Um, and then you said that she loved to be outside. Uh, what, what was it in particular? Was it like hiking or was it um, sports or something or just like being outside? I feel like she was just outside all the time. When we were growing up, we had uh, woods behind our house and we would just disappear all day back into the woods and just find all new things and then come back for dinner. And I mean, after that, when she got a little bit older, she liked... Um, uh, like auto racing she liked to go to the Kennedale Speedway which is now shut down but uh, she liked to go watch car races and I mean she was just out all the time I feel like she was 
super active, more active than I am now. And when did you both last see her? I saw her, uh, I guess it was the day that she left. She uh, came out to uh, where I was staying. I wasn't staying with our grandparents anymore, which was a struggle for her. Um, so she came out to where I was staying. I guess she was mad and just didn't want to be at home. And I told her that she had to go back. And then she got mad at me and she walked away. The last time I saw her, I think might have been maybe a week before that, maybe a couple of weeks. I can't remember because it was so long ago, but I know that we had hung out with a guy and it, it was a guy that she hung out with a lot. And I just remember he dropped me off at my parents' house and then they drove away. Was there any reason why she was uh, upset that she can remember? Honestly, I can't even remember what she was upset about. I mean, she was a typical teenage girl. Everything made her mad and everything made her happy. Just when she was mad, she was really mad and uh, thought that everybody was out to get her. So it was probably something silly. So obviously it was nothing uh, specific uh, that she was upset about, nothing that would be an indication of ultimately what has happened. So um, I guess that's I guess that's good to hear. Uh, why do you think that there isn't enough coverage on her? Why, why do you think there's a lack of coverage on her? Because at first she was uh, reported as endangered runaway. And uh, I don't think anybody really looks too far into, they just see the word runaway and they say, oh, she decided to leave. She may have decided to leave at first, but I don't think she would mean to stay away this long necessarily. Yeah, I know when she first left that they did they did say that she was a runaway and she had run away in the past, but I tried to convince uh, Burleson PD that, you know, this had been too long, that she would always reach out to me no matter where she went or how long she was gone. She would always reach out to me within the first 24 to 48 hours and and she hadn't, so I was really concerned. And social media wasn't that big back in the day. Yeah, no. I don't even think Sam had a MySpace. I don't even know. I can't remember. But Sam and Kendall were, were never separated. They were super, super, super close. And whenever Kendall left the grandparents' house and went and lived with her boyfriend at, at the time, Sam, I know, was trying to moving with Kendall and there was just a lot of things going on with that and there was a lot of circumstances where Kendall was living that Sam couldn't come over there and Kendall definitely wasn't going to go back and live with the, the at the grandparents house so that was really really hard and that was around that time that that happened and then she was also in trouble a little bit what did she do she stole her aunt's car yeah she stole her her aunt's car, aunt's car, <laughs> her aunt, uh, she stole her aunt's car and was on probation for that and uh, had to go to like some special school that my grandparents mentioned. I don't remember this, but they mentioned that they had to take her back and forth to this school for a while. It feels like uh, there was transitioning between uh, households. Why, why was that the case? I honestly couldn't tell you. I know that um, at one point, our adopted mom sent us off into different places. I think she was overwhelmed and couldn't deal with 
eight teenagers, teenage girls, nonetheless. And I think she just had had enough. So she sent us off to different places. I ended up with my grandparents and Sam ended up with our aunt. And uh, after she was getting in trouble and everything over there, I thought it was a good idea for her to come and stay with me. I mean, honestly, I can't remember why she didn't come with me in the first place. I just know that she didn't. So then she ended up coming to live with my grandparents and me. I, I don't remember why we ended up moving around so much. It just, it was all within a matter of like a year, maybe a year and a half. And yeah, you were so young. Um, was, uh, were you and Samantha switching schools as well? I don't know if she went to school. I mean, I guess she had to whenever she was with my aunt, but uh, she went to Godly for a minute. That's where the uh, photo came from. That's on her missing persons photo uh, that was taken in Godly whenever she was out there with me. And then we went to Burleson whenever I begged my grandparents to buy a house in Burleson so we could go back. So she was in Burleson for probably a year before she went missing. The reason you were convincing your grandparents to buy a home in Burleson is to return to someplace that was familiar to, to the two of you? Yeah, because we grew up in Burleson. That's where we always went to school from yeah. the time we started school. That's the only thing that we ever knew. And when I went to Godley, it was weird and I didn't know people. And it was it was weird. It was smaller. It's a tiny, tiny town in Texas. I was I was just gonna ask that. What what yeah, can you give us a sense of like the size of that town and the size of Burleson? When I was in Godley, population was six hundred and fourteen people. Population of Burleson is significantly larger. <laughs> wow. It's not huge. It's not like Fort Worth or Arlington or Dallas, but it was definitely bigger than Godley. Probably at the time we were going to high school, the population of Burleson might have been like 20,000, something like that. I think the population of Burleson now is like 35,000. So that's like a giant culture shock for you. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that the people there weren't awesome i mean we made friends when we were there it just wasn't the same as being in in the town that we knew and we knew the people there and and we knew the location and it was just comfortable for us whenever we moved out there it was just awkward and what's the uh age difference between you and samantha 18 months so you had probably the same circle of friends yes kind of and what was it like when she disappeared? What did that do to you and and friend group? Whenever she disappeared, I was living back in Godly, so I didn't know her friends. I knew some of the people that she was hanging out with because I had met them before um, whenever I was still living with my grandparents. But whenever I moved in with my boyfriend at the time, I was back in Godly, so I didn't know who she was hanging out with. I knew that she was going to the races all the time. And that she was hanging out with a lot of guys and uh, that she was just trying to get by. I remember it was uh, kind of mass chaos. I remember asking anybody that I knew that she was really, really close with around that time. Have you heard anything? Do you know where she went? And I remember one girl, which of course I can't remember her name, uh, told me, Sam didn't tell you quite a few things because she didn't want you to be mad at her. Because I've always been pretty opinionated, and if I don't like something you're doing, I'm just going to tell you pretty much. Kendall knows that. <laughs> but 
Yeah. So basically, she keep she kept secrets from me, and me and Kendall hung out not that long ago, and Kendall still has a couple of her things, and one of her things was an agenda that she had from school, and she wrote all over it, kind of like a journal, and it was kind of funny going through it because there were so many guys' names, but you know, I'd say, oh, how come she has that guy's name? I was talking to that guy, you know. So it was like things that kind of like secrets that I got to see. And this person that uh, said this to you, was she the same age as Samantha? Yes, I'm the same age. We were all the same age. Me and the friends that she was close with, we were in the same grade. So, I mean, what, what was it like when she when she disappeared? What, what did you think? Where did you think she went? I honestly thought that when she walked away from from my boyfriend's house, that she just was going to cool off. Like, she was just going to go, you know, find some building to sit next to because that's what she would do when she ran away. She would go find some building to sit next to. She would calm down and then she would go back home. But two days later, I hadn't heard from her. And I mean, I was freaking out. I honestly didn't know what to do. She just disappeared on the face of the earth. And when you uh, reported her as missing, was it immediately uh, listed as an endangered runaway um, and that hasn't even changed, by the way, when you look into this. I know, it's very annoying. Nobody pays attention to her case. I know, yeah. It, it's got to be like, we do these interviews and, and we talk to people that are in your position or both of your positions. And I mean, it's frustrating to hear it. I can't imagine living it. And, you know, it's, you know, our our, our hearts always go out to people in your positions. Um and I, I, whatever we can do to help, you know, get the word out there, raise the visibility of Samantha's disappearance uh, and maybe get that change from endangered runaway to something else. What what, what would you rather it say? <laughs> Just missing. I mean, I would prefer that it not say runaway because at this point she's not. You don't run away for 17 years, especially when the one person who you grew up with who is related to you is still out there. I mean, she she and I were biological sisters living in a family of other sisters who were biologically related to each other but we were always each other's rock so anytime anything happened she would always come to me and vice versa so I mean I would I would like to see her as not a runaway because I don't think that that's accurate and I told them that I didn't think that was accurate to begin with but whenever I guess you have a history of running away in the past no matter how long that had been for, they, that's just what they call you. And when, when you just said uh, you, you, were, you said them when um, you were trying to tell them that that's not the case, who are you talking about? Law enforcement or? Law enforcement. Burlington PD and various detectives who have come afterwards who think they want to pick up her case. They stay on for a month and then they run into a brick wall and they disappear. And just to state the obvious, the brick wall is that there's not a lot of information about it they talk to all the same people yeah they go through all the same stuff and then they say okay i did my job and then they never respond to emails or calls or anything else and who are the same people that they talk talk with me my uncle uh and my aunt they've never told me that they talked to anybody else do you give them names of friends uh, or people that you think um 
like for example you were going through that agenda and you saw names of like guys names and and other names in there is that something that you've given to a pi or to law enforcement i'm trying to remember i think when she first went missing we told them that we had this uh, agenda of hers and they said that oh i can't remember exactly what they said it's basically they said that they didn't need to see it that if they if i thought anything was important that i should let them know but it wasn't something that they i guess were interested in at the time isn't you providing them with that that information the interesting part they were more interested in getting my dna and getting it put into their database which is important we can give them that that's important but the job is to take that information not for you to suss out what's important I still have it, and I, I mean, I've scanned it in, and I've, I've sent it over to um, Jason and to Lou, who are amazing and have spent more time on this than anybody has in 17 years, which is literally the only reason that I agreed to do this, because nobody else has ever really cared. It's just been me Googling her name trying to find her on social media, praying that her image will show up somewhere and that I'll recognize her. And there have been a few that I thought were her. Turns out they're not, but I still look every day. Well, that is great to hear about Lou and Jason. Um, I'm curious, what are you expecting to see? If you were to find her online today, what what would you expect her to look like or that, that, that to look like? The image that I have in my head about her um, is that she kind of did what I did, just got away from everything, started a family, and just didn't want to come back, didn't have any need to come back. So she just hadn't maybe even thought about it. I mean, that's my hope, honestly. That would be the best scenario. I mean, that's not to say I've not gone through all of the horror story options in my head. Obviously, that happens but the the main thing that i that i try to stick to is that she didn't have anything to come back to maybe she was so mad at me because i wouldn't let her stay with me that she didn't want to come back i mean who knows i mean she was pretty stubborn but i don't think that's stubborn (laughs) (laughs) she was pretty stubborn Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsors. And now we're back to the program. Tell us about any um, subsequent searches that took place in the days or hours in the days after um, declaring her uh, missing. I can't think of any searches that happened other than what I did. I went driving around looking for her. There were no police organized searches? Yeah, there. I mean, there was no search party. There was no, the police took our statement and that was it. Uh, from what I understand, 
somebody uh, at the police department told my grandparents to change the locks on their door because she was coming back to the house. So they did. And after that, nothing. Tim and I have the same expression. Say that again. Someone told you to change the someone told your grandparents to change the locks on the door. Yeah, uh, I guess my grandparents have gone somewhere, um, maybe to church or something, and they came home and noticed that there were cigarettes on the back porch and the chairs were aligned in a circle. So they knew that somebody had been there. So they assumed that it was her and they told the police about it. And their suggestion was to change the locks on the door. So they did. Like, like, so she can't come in. I guess they thought maybe that would force her to knock on the door to try to get in. I don't know. I'm I'm not trying to say that law enforcement knows the mind of a teenage girl, because clearly they don't. Right. She was a threat, I, I guess. I mean, if she's endangered, um, how is she also a threat? I don't know. It's been, it's honestly, <laughs> as many cases as I have looked at over the years, this is the weirdest, and I hate to say that I'm even part of it, because it's so weird. This is the weirdest case that I have ever ever seen that just nothing was ever done like we said that she you know ran away and then a couple days later we said okay she is missing and nobody did anything she just has always been a runaway I'm actually surprised they even have her in there as endangered because nobody's tried to do anything to try to find her other than what I have done, the stuff that I have told the various detectives who have come along, who randomly picked up her case because it was sitting out on somebody's desk at the police department. I, I feel like all of the information that they have gotten is from me, that nobody has done any actual detective work. And if you don't mind, can we talk about that um, that that situation again with the, your your grandparents noticing that there was somebody on the porch and the chairs were arranged differently. How long after she disappeared did that happen? Uh, I want to say within a week. Did she smoke cigarettes? Yes. Do you know if those were like the brand of cigarettes? Did she have like a particular brand and the cigarettes that were left were those? Do you know what those were? I'm pretty sure at the time she was any brand. (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't think at the time to even ask them i mean they wouldn't obviously know now and they wouldn't have kept cigarette butts but i mean nobody came out to even look at it they just told them to change the locks do either of you think that that was samantha oh i'm sure it was her you're sure it was her yes i mean i can't imagine anybody else was in their backyard it had never happened before it was in their backyard and in her agenda that we have i mean it shows on that day that she was supposed to have people over. So I'm assuming that she just kept her plans. I mean, she knew that they were going to be gone. So she had them over anyway, and she couldn't get in. So they just hung out in the backyard. Yeah. And I think it said on the agenda, uh, have the house to myself or something like that. Right? Yes. October 12th. Uh, grandparents do not get home till late home by myself. And it says Brandon and somebody else were coming over. And that was on the day that she disappeared. That is on the day that she disappeared. Tuesday, October 12th. Do you know who the uh, those two individuals are or were? 
I do not. I when Vanessa was over the other day, we were trying to figure out who it was, and I, I honestly have no idea. I didn't know of any other Brandon, and then the other one is like either a last name or a nickname. I can. It's either a Y or a V. We don't even know. We have no idea. It looks like Yogi, maybe. Yeah, Yogi or Vogel or who flipping knows. We don't know. This might sound like a silly question, but would these be maybe different names for people, like code names? I mean, no, Brandon, probably not. But this other one, I, I don't know. Did she have a cell phone? Um, I asked my grandparents about this um, a while back, and I feel like they said that she did have a cell phone, but that it was at the house. Like maybe they had taken it from her. That sounds right. Is there a significance to the name that, the Charlie Project and the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. The last name that she might be using, I, I'm assuming that's pronounced Vandiver or it's Vandiver. Vandiver. Well, what is the significance of that name? That uh, was our adopted name, and when we moved in with my grandparents, we changed it back to our biological name, which is Tap. Did Samantha go by that name for a period of time? Yes, she went by Tap. When you do searches for her, what, what do you search for her now? Do you search for Samantha Tapp now? I search by all kinds of things. Yeah. I do her middle name. I make her middle name her first name. I switch it all around. I misspell Vandiver. I misspell Tapp. I misspell her middle name. <laughs> I've tried any, and I've even tried Samuel, because Kendall used to call her Samuel. <laughs> oh, yeah, she loved that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's a huge fan oh yes her fave <laughs> I feel like there's some sarcasm there yeah a little bit yeah maybe a little I mean I kind of did it just to tick her off <laughs> do you in your opinions think that she would leave and then come up with the plan to change her name and and start fresh which people do I mean, people, they, they leave a, a situation. They start fresh. Uh, do, do you believe that she would use her adopted name and not make up a totally new name? I think if she was really trying to not have anybody find her, she wouldn't use any name she's used before. Because Vander, Vandiver is what she went by most of her life. Up until the point that she went missing. She was only tapped for a little while. Yeah, I honestly feel like Vandiver is not what she would go by. We used to get harassed when we were kids because we had that last name. So I feel like she wouldn't really go back to that. That last name when we were growing up was pretty well known. I mean, there were quite a few of us and our mom was a teacher. So, I mean, if you didn't know one of us, you knew our mom. Had she ever indicated at all uh, in in the agenda or just like one-on-one any indication that she wanted to start over when she was 16 like i feel like i feel like we all say that between the ages of like yeah she she would she would say things all the time about i want to you know i don't know how much i can curse but you know i want to get the f out of here and i effing hate this place and she was either talking about betty's or her grandparents or wherever she was moody (laughs) 
but she was also a young female, and we can all be moody some sometimes. But, um, I mean, half the time she didn't mean it. Sometimes she would run away. Sometimes she'd be gone for a little while. There was one time Kendall and I got in trouble because we were sent by Betty to go look for Sam because she ran away. And so she said, go find her. And so we left, and then we got in trouble by the police. <laughs> Ended up on probation. <laughs> yeah, we had to do community service at a nursing home. Now we didn't even find her. Did she come home later? I can't even remember if she came home later that night. She came home the next day, and we were mad. Where was she that night, then? I don't remember. Like I said, she probably went and sat next to a building, pissed off, just trying to hide, not be seen, and then came home. Either that or she went to, like, a uh, one of the guys that ever, all of the sisters were friends with, like, this one little family of guys. There were, like... A cousin, a brother, and a cousin, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it was the cousin. She just really liked to hang out with people. She was a very people person. She didn't like to be on her own. She liked to be around people. I think she got too much in her head when she was alone. Can you uh, explain to me uh, and the listeners the geography of the area when you say that she? would usually just go and sit by a building is it like an isolated building or is this like a kind of a busy town area like in what direction would she typically go in burleson is i guess what you would call a bedroom town so it's a, a little town in between big towns it's right off of the highway but where we were at um was right on the line of another city, which was Crowley. So she would go either way. She would go directly into Burleson and on this same street, which was Renfro. So you could go to the left and go to Crowley, or you could go to the right and go into Burleson. And it, I mean, it's not a very large area. I mean, what is Burleson? Like 10 miles or something? Like it's not huge, but I mean, it's bigger now, but at the time it was smaller. I mean, she would just, um, it's not a large area. She could literally just walk around town and come back home. There's been no sightings? Not that we're aware of. Were there ever any longer runaways that, like, before she went missing, other other than the one you already uh, described? No. So they were all pretty short-term? Always just for a few hours or for the night. So when she left, um, I know you, you you know, th think she was upset and everything, or you know she was upset. Um, but I guess, like, uh, you, so you couldn't imagine her just not coming back or not contacting you or anything like that, right? I mean, at the time, no. But again, I mean, she could have been so mad at me that she just thought that I betrayed her, too. I mean, I was going to make her go home. I've seen her pretty mad at you. I mean, and she still, even though she screamed at you, she still talked to you. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it has gone through my head that maybe she was so mad that I was going to make her go back to my grandparents' house and not take care of her that she just decided she didn't care anymore and just went away. But there's always that part of me that remembers that every time she left, she always called me. I was always the first person who knew that she came back. I think you're putting too much blame on yourself. She would sneak into the house like, four o'clock in the morning and she would come to my room nobody would even know that she was back until nine or ten o'clock the next day but i knew that she was there i don't know it's weird well it feels to me just hearing you describe her and and her 
typical behavior, I think at some point it would almost be impossible for her to not call you because at some point you realize that you're, you're just in it too deep, right? That's why my phone number is the same. Yeah. After 17 years, I've never changed it because I'm, I'm thinking one day she'll remember a phone number and it will be mine and then she will call. What are the odds? But that's why I do it because I hold out hope that someday she'll want to come back and she'll remember that I was there for her. Well, the first step is making sure that enough people, you know, so many people hear about it and doing shows like this and, and other shows. Have you done other, have you done other like maybe news um, segments or other podcasts or anything? Uh, no. When Nick Mick was uh, updating her age progression photo to not look like a cartoon, uh, they did mention that whenever they send out um, a new blast that that news media would typically want to get um, an interview and they wanted to know if that if I would be okay with that. And I told them, yes, I would do anything, but I never heard anything back. I don't even know if they did any kind of blast. I just know that they did the photo. That was uh, right before her birthday because I was mad that they were waiting so long to finalize it because I wanted to post on her birthday like I always do. And uh, I had to wait because I wanted to do it with the upgraded photo. But I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything since then. They honestly never even reached out to me to tell me that they had finalized it. I think Jason's the one that told me that he found it online. And whenever you search for her on the Nimic website, the uh, age progression photo, I think, is still the old one. And speaking of Jason, and you mentioned Lou, how did they come into your lives? Uh, I knew Jason back in the day. I uh, was friends with his uh, ex-wife, and uh, we hung out a few times, and he uh, realized, I guess, when he started doing this in his spare time, because he's freaking angel like that, he remembered that I had a sister who was missing and asked if he could look into it. And have they've actually stayed on it longer than anybody else, which is kind of amazing. I honestly thought whenever it started that they were going to be like everybody else and just look at the basics and not try to find anything new. But it's been over a year now, so literally the longest anybody has ever looked. <laughs> I think that they've gotten her photo into more hands than anybody has in 17 years. And you also mentioned uh, the great Lou Barry, who is a uh, former... Uh, police chief from Massachusetts, uh, an amazing human being. Have you given him any information like this um, This agenda? Yes, I have scanned them copies. So in your opinion, do you think uh, there's a good chance that Samantha is out there and isn't aware that she's missing? I think that there's a good chance that she's out there and either isn't aware that she's missing or isn't in a place where she wants to come back. I hate to think that, but yeah, I mean, I can't just always assume that she found some sugar daddy and he's taking care of her. So she's never needed to use her social. And you just said she's, uh, so she's never had to use her social. You've looked into that already? Yes. And um, what what would you like to tell her um, if, if you were to talk to her or see her when you are? 
um, that she has a niece and a nephew that would really like to meet her because I talk about her a lot. <laughs> they get confused sometimes. <laughs> they want to know who she is. They see pictures of her when she was 16 and younger, but don't know who she is today. I'm sure they would really love to meet her. She has people who love her and want her to be here. And as crazy as it was, whenever she disappeared, that we we want to have a relationship with her and we, we hope that we can have that one day. Whatever situation she's in right now, hopefully we can get to a place where we know where she is and we can make this better. Same, same question to you, Vanessa. I would probably say to her, I love you so much and things are not the way they were and they are so much better and things are just figured out and you don't have to worry about anything or anyone and your sister especially has always been here for you and always will be here for you and call your sister yeah i think i would like to say if if she's out there and she hears this and she can come back then stop being a brat and come home stop throwing a fit we love you come home and if you're in a place where you can't come home then hang in there i'll find you eventually Time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.